Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! Let's go, big fellow! I am Silver! Townsmen of Benton were gathered at the small, newly built railroad depot. All eyes were turned expectantly along the curving tracks that ran eastward from the little town. Suddenly, as the distant sound of a train whistle was heard, they broke into unrestrained cheering. Hey, hey, I can see it coming around the bend yonder. Man alive, what a sight! <laughs> On the edge of the crowd, two men watched silently as the first train to reach Benton over the newly laid tracks puffed to a stop. And one of them spoke. Sure is a big day for Benton, Jed. Having the railroad come this far is sure going to make the town grow. Yes, that's right, Lou. You don't seem too happy about it, though. I'm not. Up to now, the Jet Moore stage of freight lines has been the best paying business in Benton. But that railroad's going to run me out of business and you and the boys out of job. Well, up to yesterday, you said it wouldn't affect our business. Sure I did. That was before I knew the Silver Load Mining Company was going to give their haul into the railroad. 
Old man Jackson came in and told me so this morning. But I thought uh, that look, he... we can't talk here. Come to the office and I'll tell you all about it. Come on. Right. Sit down, Moon. Now, what's this all about? He told us the silver load was still going to use our wagon trains to haul their supplies from Dry Rock. Sure, that's what Jackson told me. When they started laying tracks from Dry Rock to Banton, he came here to the office and told me not to worry. Yeah, I know. Jackson said the railroad rates would be too high, and he was afraid it wouldn't be dependable. Well, what made him change his mind? The railroad sent a credit to talk to him. Said the railroad would be safer, and they'd lower the rates. Well, I'll With be the silver load going. changing over, others will follow suit. There's not much we can do about it. Of course, they'll still have to have their stuff all between here and the mine. Won't be much, That's but it'll be That's just it. We lose that, too. The railroads promised to run a branch track right out to the mine. What? Are you sure? Yep. Didn't you notice that work train standing on the side and just beyond the station? They'll have a gang working on that branch track tomorrow. Things are bad, then. They sure are. There was some way to show that the railroad isn't dependable. Jackson might give us back his hauling. But there's no way to do that. Now, look, Jed, we can't just sit around and let them ruin business. We got to do something about it. Sure, but what, for instance? When does Jackson change over to the railroad? Did he tell you? Starting Saturday, when the railroad sets up a regular schedule between here and Dry Rod. Uh-huh. And this is Tuesday. Um, let me think things over, Jed. Maybe there's some way to show Jackson the railroad isn't the best. And if there is some way, I'm going to find it. It was late Friday afternoon when the Lone Ranger and Tonto rode along the old trail from Dry Rock to Benton. They were about half the distance of the 30 miles between the two towns when they heard the distant whistle of a train. They reined to a halt. Oh, so, The train from Dry Rock is coming to the canyon, Tonto. We'll see it pass in a few minutes. Ah. Look, Chemus Hubby. Oh? Look like other iron horse stop on track and weigh a train. That's not good. That's a work train from Benton, Toto. Waiting on a siding until the regular train from Dry Rock passes. Oh. What happened if work train not get to siding in time? Well, in that case, the passenger train would wait at the siding. The work train goes through every afternoon and returns to Benton by morning with railroad supplies. The trains meet like that at the siding each morning, too. Well, there it goes. The railroad is doing a wonderful thing for the West. Someday, Tonto, it may be possible to go from coast to coast in a couple of weeks. Oh, that not seem possible. But maybe it happened. I feel sure it... Oh, wait a minute. I'm going to use my binoculars. Oh. Uh, what you look at? Over there, see? Ah, look like two men and horses beyond work train. The work train is leaving. As soon as it passes, I'll get a look at those horsemen. Now I can see them. What them look like through glass? One's heavy set with iron gray hair. The other is a large man with a black mustache. He's pointing up the tracks toward the canyon. Here, take a look. Ah. Ah, me see him clear now. Me know him if we meet him. They may be railroad men. And leave now. Ride toward Benton. We'd better be getting on, too, if we want to reach the vicinity of Benton before sundown. 
Come through there. I'm up, Scout. The Lone Ranger and Tonto found a campsite near the trail just outside of Benton. While the masked man prepared the camp, Tonto rode on into town for supplies. The sun was setting when he returned with news of interest. Oh, Scout. Oh, fella. Oh, fella. Oh, Oh, fella. Didn't take you long, Tonto. Hell, town not far. Me find out about two men. We see watch train at Sidon. What did you find out? Well, heavy set man with gray hair. Him, Jed Morris. Him own stage and freight line. I see. Other fellow worked for Morris. Him named Lou Jenkins. How did you find out? Well, me see him at Hitch Rack near store. Me ask doorkeeper. And him talk plenty. Say railroad maybe take business from freight line. Hmm. I wonder what Morris and his men were doing out there near the siding this afternoon. Well, Morris, him not like railroad coming into Benton. I can understand that. He's bound to lose a lot of business between Dry Rock and Benton. I'd like to know more about Jed Morris. After supper, I'll put on a disguise and we'll ride into town. That evening, Jed Morris was alone in his office when the Lone Ranger, disguised as a rancher, entered. Good evening. Uh, good evening, stranger. What can I do for you? I came in to get some information about your freight line, Mr. Morris. Well, sit down, sit down. Thanks. You, uh... You seem to know my name, mister, but I don't know what yours is. My name doesn't matter. You can call me Smith if you like. You say you get some hollering? I didn't say. Now that I've found out the railroad comes into Benton from Dry Rock, that, I that, think... that uh... railroad. Let me tell you something, Smith. Nothing's going to take the place of horsepower. When I take on a job of hollering, you can be sure your stuff's going through. Wouldn't shipping by railroad be quicker and cheaper? Uh, it wouldn't be much quicker or much cheaper. You can take my word for it. Oh? What's more, you critters that have stuff to be hauled, they're going to find that you can't depend on the railroad. Just wait and see. My wagon trains always get through. They're well guarded and dependable. You stand to lose a lot of business, don't you? What if I do? You'll all come back just as soon as folks find out that the railroad can't do the job like we can. Now, if you tell me what you want us to haul for... Well, after I... thinking it over, Mr. Morris... I've decided to try the railroad for any hauling I might want. All right, go ahead, then. Give your business to the railroad. But don't say I didn't tell you, mister. Our freight lines proved it can get stuff through, safe and on time. But the railroad hasn't proved itself yet. I'll still take a chance on the railroad. Sure. But if you decide to come back to me, you'll find the rates have gone up. Don't forget that, either. Jed, I brought Jake over. He knows about our plans. Shut up, Lou. We didn't know she had company, Jed. Well, I was just leaving. Good night, Mr. Moore. Who was that, Albury, Jed? Who do you think it was? Another fool shipper who's decided to use the railroad. He'll be back, Jed. Now, Lou, tell me about the plans you made. <laughs> when we get through with that railroad, they won't ever get any hauling business again. Oh, that's right, they won't. You going along with Jake and me tomorrow, Jed? No. You two can handle the job. Make sure you do it upright. My uh, daughter Jane is coming over on the stage from Dry Rock tomorrow. I got to be here to meet her. It's uh, better anyway for me to be around town when folks get the news of what's happening. Yeah, I guess that's right. <laughs> After tomorrow, we won't have to worry. Morris Stage and Freight Line will have all the business it can handle. 
Meantime, the Lone Ranger walked to the edge of town where Tonto waited in the shadows with the horses. That you, Kimasabi? Yes, Tonto. I just came from Morris's office. Oh. And what you find out about him? He's very bitter about the railroad, for one thing. Uh-huh. Then two of his men came in and started to say something about a plan. Morris shut them up almost too quickly, it seemed to me. You think maybe them have plan against railroad? I don't know. Morris is angry enough to do most anything. It might be a good idea to keep watch on both Morris and the railroad, just in case anything is going to happen. Easy, big fella. Let's get back to camp. Montelier, come up, scout. following morning, Tonto, who had ridden into Benton just after dawn, returned to the camp to report to the Lone Ranger. Oh, Scott. Oh, fella. Oh, fella. Oh, oh fella. Well, Tonto, what did you learn? Well, me wait and watch. And a while ago, me see feller named Lou Jenkins ride from town with other feller. Short, stocky feller. That must have been the one they called Jake. Which way did they ride? Well, me trail him. Them ride west, towards Pecos. Hmm. That's in the opposite direction from Dry Rock. The railroad hasn't gone that far yet. That's right. When me sure they're not right on trail along railroad, me come to camp with news. They can't do any harm to the railroad in that territory. After lunch, we'll ride back to Benton and keep our eyes open, just to make sure Morris doesn't send others along the railroad trail. It was around noon in Benton, just after the work train consisting of the engine, the fueling car, and two empty flat cars left the depot. One of Jed Morris's men entered the stage line owner's office. What do you want, Jim? A fellow down at the depot asked me to bring this here telegraph letter to you, boys. A telegram for me? Uh-huh. Come over the wires all the way from Dry Rock. I was there when it was a ticket in. Yeah, give it here. It is. Just like you give it to me. Well, it's me for my daughter, Jane. I guess she's not taking the stage today. Let's see. Decided to try the new railroad train to Benton this afternoon. Meet me. Here it comes. What's the matter, boss? Don't you like for your daughter to ride Quick. after... we got to keep that work train from leaving Benton. Well, the work train's gone. I watched it pull out. Something wrong, boss? There's plenty. Lock up the office. I'm leaving. If I don't get to the saddle before that work train leaves here, my daughter's liable to be killed. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. The Lone Ranger and Tonto had finished their midday meal and had saddled Silver and Scout in preparation for the trip to Benton when they heard pounding hoofbeats approaching from the direction of Benton on the trail above them. Someone right up trail in a hurry, Kimasabi. Yes. Those people use a new trail along the railroad when riding to Dry Rock. This whole trail, shorter. Yes, I know. Whoever that is, he won't see our camp from the trail. He's passing. Underfoot. Look, horse is falling, Tonto. Come on. Horse is all right. That fellow on the ground. Him hurt. That's Jed Morris. My, my ankle. Oh. Here, we'll have a look at it. An outlaw. We're not outlaws. Forget the mask. You have a bad sprain. I, I got to ride on. I'm... Easy there, easy. My horse stepped into a hole. I have to get to the railroad side, and I have to. Do you hear? No, no. You're not able to ride. Ankle's plenty bad. Why do you have to go to the siding, Morris? You, you know me, I... That voice, you... Well, you were Smith, that's it. You were Smith... I came to your office in disguise, Morris. I'll answer my question. Why the hurry to reach the siding? My daughter Jane, she's coming on the afternoon train. She'll be killed. Talk sense, man. Get to the point. All right, I... Gotta tell you, I guess. Get to the siding. Stop Lou and Jake from sending the work engine down the track in the path of the train. They rode on the trail to Pecos. They went west. Otto saw them this morning. That was a stall... They didn't want anyone to see them ride the railroad trail. They cut back after a few miles. That was the plan. Go on. They went to the side, and they were going to wait for the work train, put bandanas over their faces, and hold up the engineer and the fireman. Then what? Then they'll start the work train and send it into the path of your incoming afternoon train. There'll be a big wreck. Now that was your plan. Yes, yes. Now get to them. Stop them. My daughter, she's on that train. I just got word. Others are on that train, too, Morris. Otto, get Morris back to town. Uh, let the sheriff and some men follow me to the siding. I'll go on now and try to get there in time. Huh, me doing. Here, Silver. Hurry. You gotta stop my men. I'll do my best. You'll have to take the consequences with them later, Morris. Tell me, fella, easy. One, Silver! With miles to go, the Lone Ranger gave Silver his head, and the great white stallion, sensing the urgency of the moment, responded gallantly to the ringing cry of his beloved master. One Silver! Faster, boy! Faster! Meantime, Lou and Jake, after throwing Tonto off their trail had circled around and had ridden eastward until they came within sight of the siding. Oh, oh, oh. Got here in time, Jake. Work train hasn't reached the siding yet. Yeah. <laughs> we sure fooled that Indian who was following us. I wonder who he was anyway. Hey, do you think someone's wise to what we're going to do? Ah, how could they be? We don't know for sure the Indian was following us. Maybe he's just riding the same trail west, that's all. Yeah, if you hadn't turned off, we might have been late getting here. Then we'd have caught the devil from Jed. You know, I'm glad Jed went in for this plan. Might do us some good later on, Jake. What do you mean? Well, for one thing, we can make him take us into the business. Wouldn't want us to talk, you know. <laughs> you think of everything, don't you, Lou? Well, why not? Hombre's <laughs> got to live, you know. If this plan works out, that freight business will really flourish from now on. Sounds like the work train coming now, Lou. Yeah, that's it, all right. Better get a move on so as to be at the side and when it gets there. Get up, boy. Get up there. 
time later, after hiding their horses behind some big boulders nearby, Lou and Jake crouched in back of some scrub bushes near the siding and waited until the work train had rolled to a stop a few feet from the switch to the siding. All right, Jake, let's get going. Cover your face so they won't know you. Yeah, I'm ready. Go ahead. Engineer and the fireman don't see us yet. Let's stop them before they get out of the engine and throw the switch on the siding. Here we are. And get your gun ready. All right, you two. Come down out of that engine. What's this? What? A couple of elevators. Coming down, or do you want lead? No, we're, we're coming down. What's the idea? We haven't got anything. The two flat cars are empty. Shut up. Go on, Lou. I'll watch these two critters. What are you up to, anyway? I'm just watching see. Pull a lever way back, then jump for it. Hey, that'll start the train and send it right in the path of one that's due to be coming from Dry Rock. That's the idea, mister. A nice big wreck. We won't let you. I warned you. My leg. Just so your friend won't interfere. Uh, Now, go ahead, Lou. Hurry up. Here she goes. Jump, Lou. Jump. I made it. Here goes the work train. Yeah. <laughs> It'll sure be a messy wreck in about five minutes when those trains meet head on up in the canyon. That's right. I'd like to be watching when they come together. Hey, Jake, look. As Lou and Jake stood gaping in open-mouthed wonder, the Lone Ranger swerved the fleet-footed silver into the wake of the work train, which was gradually gathering speed. He knew that seconds counted in this race with disaster. We've got to make it. Come on, Silver. Faster, Nicole, faster. Slowly, seemingly inch by inch, Silver lessened the distance between them and the train. Just a little further, boy. Settle, Nicole, easy. Slowly, they gained until Silver was racing near the steps into the engine cab. Then the Lone Ranger braced himself for the leap which he dared not miss. This Silver. Ready, Nicole. Here I go. Made it. Have to push that lever and put on the brakes. The other train. Got to stop the work train. And put it into reverse. Have got to. Meantime, in one of the passenger cars of the train from Dry Rock, Jed Morris's daughter Jane was excitedly enjoying her first train ride. When the conductor stopped at her seat. Enjoying the ride, miss? Oh, yes. Very much, conductor. How fast do you think we're going now? Well, now, seeing as we're on a downgrade, I'd say somewheres in the neighborhood of 30 miles an hour, at least. Heaven! Well, I've never gone so fast before. Look, the track's going a sweeping curve. Well, I can see them shining in the sun way off there. That's right. Soon we'll meet the work train at the side and just beyond the canyon. You can see from this window where the track enters the canyon yonder. You see? Oh, yes. Yes, that's right. I... Why, look. Another train coming this way. Oh, can't be. The only... The work train. It didn't wait the side. We'll be wrecked. We can't stop in time. Do something, conductor. I'll pull the stop cord. The engineer sees him. In 
In the cab of the work engine, the Lone Ranger had tried frantically to move the control lever, which had jammed because of the strong and sudden pull given it by Lou. The work train had run through the short canyon and out onto the curving track beyond before the lever responded. <coughs> That's it. Got to apply the brakes. As the old work engine squealed to a stop, the Lone Ranger glanced out the cab window at the curving sweep of track beyond. He saw the oncoming passenger train bearing down upon him. He knew they couldn't stop in time to avert a head-on collision. And for a moment, a cold sweat broke out in his forehead and wet the palms of his hands as they slipped on the lever handle. He knew he must act fast to avert a wreck and possible loss of life, including his own. And he did the only thing possible. He put the work engine in reverse and opened the throttle wide. Backwards, at first slowly, too slowly, it seemed to the Lone Ranger, and it began gathering speed, giving the engineer of the onrushing passenger train the space required to bring his panting iron horse to a halt. Hearing the blast from the train whistle, the Lone Ranger realized that he had won. He backed the work engine almost to the siding before he brought it hissing and squealing to a standstill. As the masked man swung down from the engine cab, the passenger train slowly approached and stopped. He was soon surrounded by a relieved but angry crowd. Hey, I saw who was running that train. We ought to string them up now. Wait, wait a minute, all of you. You forget one thing. He also prevented us from having a wreck. Now, I don't know why he's masked nor why he was running the work train. But I think you should have a chance to explain. Explain. Go ahead and explain then, mister. The mask is my business and needs no explanation. Others were responsible for sending that work train down the tracks. I boarded it and prevented a wreck, as the young lady says. Let's string him up. He can't explain that mask. I stand back. I don't expect thanks. I do expect a chance to prove what I say. I... Here comes the sheriff from Benton with his men. Now you'll have your proof. You all right, Kimosabe? Yes, Toto. I see you found Silver and let him back here. It's a mercy you got that work train stopped, mister. We heard Jed Morris' story, and we picked up the two men who started that work engine down the tracks. Glad you came along, Sheriff. These passengers were not inclined to believe my story. Well, I'll be on my way now that you're here to handle things. Ready, Toto? You ready? Adios, Sheriff. And what the masked man told us was true, wasn't it, Sheriff? If he told you he risked his life to save all of yours, that's sure the truth. If it hadn't been for him, you'd all been in a big wreck. You, you mentioned Jed Morris. Well, I'm Jane Morris, his daughter. Yes, and he said you were on this train. That's why he told everything, but... Oh. Well, you'd better get the facts from him. Jed oh. sure learned his lesson. Poor Dad, and well, she might have been a, a murderer if that masked man had... That's right, Miss Jane. He sure would. Your dad's mighty sorry and plans to make amends somehow. Yeah, we owe that masked army a reward. Let's take up a collection. Get your collection, conductor. Just thank your stars that the Lone Ranger was around when things started to happen. And for the rest of your lives, you're beholden to the Lone Ranger.
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated.